This is the iTest Podcast. Cobes, play the music. This is the iTest. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real. We never lying from the grid. I am too diamond talking nets, jets, and bets. It's the iTest. Alrighty. Welcome back to the iTest Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Donovan. Today is Tuesday, April 4th. And this episode is Season 2, Episode 6, The Masters 2023 Edition. As always, I would not do a Masters podcast without him. We've got my first official recurring guest on the show by the name of Zach, a.k.a. Zig Shewitz. Zig, welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm I'm thrilled to be back. We, I can't believe it's been a year since we talked about the Masters. I could not be more excited. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty much a year to the date, and um, you know that was like kind of the the kickoff to the eye test, and you were the first guest at the time, and it was uh, truly one of the more fun nights of my entire life. So I'm I'm pumped to run it back. It won't be quite as good. Because unfortunately, we're not the Martini Boys tonight. We're just the Martini Boy, as Zig is having one. But I am abstaining. But either way, it'll be a great time. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm going going sober until the half marathon on the 23rd. All right, I, I I respect it, and I think that's a smart move on your part. I think I'll, I might. I'll probably have some few exceptions, like this coming Sunday of the Masters. I feel like that's definitely a have two or three beers kind of night or kind of day. But uh, yeah, I'm going to try to limit it to, to maybe once a week, two to three drinks tops. Yeah, I don't think Master Sunday really counts. That's like it's a holiday. No, it's implied. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a write-off. Um, cool. So, you know, last year, we, you know, being that it was just about my first episode and first time with a guest, Zig and I went full nine nine nards with it. We uh, mapped out like exactly what we were going to say, when we were going to say it, the categories. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure if you remember listening to that episode, it flowed pretty nicely. Um, but we're, we're going to try a different approach this time and go with a little bit more instinct and a little bit more gut um, and, and a little bit less, um, you know, preparation as far as script for, for this. So, you know, I think as far as the categories, we'll, we'll keep it loose. Um, I, I do think it'll be important to touch on some of the things that we learned from last year's Masters. Again, that's the beauty of the Masters is, you know, they play at Augusta. Um, there's there's no no real uh, changes. It's not like they're going from Wisconsin to San Diego to, you know, to Pittsburgh, you know, wherever it might be on the map. So I uh, can definitely draw some conclusions from this most recent tournament. Uh, Zig, you did a great job of bringing up course facts like undulations and things mm-hmm. like that. So uh, if you have any more of those, would love to empty the tank on what you've got stored up there. And then um, what I, what I want to focus on more this year is uh, gambling, the gambling aspect of it. Um, so I, I've got it teed up in front of me right now. I'm on DraftKings and it's just loaded with different things that you can bet on, matchups, you know, parlays, make, miss, cut, you know, obviously top five, top 10, top 30, top 40, top 20 finishes. So I want to focus more on that. There's also a nationality prop, which is kind of cool. 
Um, okay. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. But uh, so Zig, I'll, I'll kick it over to you as my go-to golf guy, golf correspondent. Um, you know, what, what do you, what's, you know, first thoughts, 2023 masters, uh, biggest, biggest storyline maybe, or what comes to mind the most when you think about what's to come this, this weekend ahead? I think the first thing that we need to think about is the weather, mm. which sounds rather boring, but this week at Augusta, it seems like it's going to play a pretty important factor. It is supposed to be very wet in Augusta, Georgia this week, throughout the weekend. Hmm. And why is that important? Because people will not be able to fly their tee shots as nearly as far, and they will not get any roll. So there are a lot of holes where you really need to hit the ball straight at Augusta. However, if you sacrifice distance, you're going to have a really long iron into the green, and that's going to be very troublesome to get near those pins because you need to be on the right shelves. We talked about ball striking last year, and I want to go into a little bit of detail about uh, what that actually is besides just a buzzword. I got a little chirp from uh, Mr. Dave Donovan at your wedding over the <laughs> summer. So uh, I think it's important we talk about what that means and and why it will be, why it's important at Augusta and why it will be especially important this year. So, so that's, number yeah, one. good, mm -hmm. good, good points. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but you know, I, I do think it's important to touch on those two points in a little bit more detail. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the weather. Sounds like rain and and I would guess wind involved. Um, I don't. I can't remember a Masters that got rained on. Has there been one recent history? Um, well, the one that Tiger won. They ended okay. up having to finish that one in the morning in 2019. On Monday morning. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was a Monday or if they, like, I, I don't remember exactly how it played out, but I'm pretty sure I remember it being early in the morning to, to get it done with before the heavy, heavy rains came in. Okay. It's, you know, it's every year at Augusta, we hear about changes to new tee boxes, expanding holes, making them longer. We have one such example this week on the 13th and that's all well and good until you get a really, really soft golf course mm -hmm. where it just becomes so long that if they're hitting seven, six, five iron into the green, uh, this is this could be a pretty high-scoring tournament. I mean, it also means that the greens are soft, which is good and, and allows them to take a little bit more aim. But, I, I mean, a lot of these holes are just playing longer than they ever have. They keep adding to it. Uh, mm -hmm. Last year, we talked about the fifth hole, which is just a long uphill par four, slight dog leg left. Every year, it just gets a little bit longer, a little bit more challenging. And this is the year I think we're going to get the uh, sort of the fulcrum of where it gets. It could get a little unmanageable with how long it's playing versus how long the golf course actually is. Mm -hmm. So it should be really mm -hmm. interesting to see because uh, another big storyline in golf has been. They've agreed to a rollback of the golf ball, which is very interesting. And we're all waiting to see how that affects the game. But um, this will be a very what is, interesting What is test. a rollback of the golf ball? They are... So I'm not exactly sure how it's being done, but it's... I, I think they're limiting the golf ball in certain events. And I think the two that it's 
starting with are the U.S. Open and the Open Championship, where if you're if your club head speed is at X miles per hour, the ball speed can only be at X miles per hour. Hmm. So they're they're sort of decreasing technology on the golf ball uh, and sort of standardizing it. So people like Rory and DJ aren't hitting the ball 380 down the middle every time. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, and and is there, there's got to be some guys that rolling back the ball is going to be a huge benefit to, whereas, you know, the big hitters, that's, you know, a disadvantage, but there's benefits for maybe those who aren't as long. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm not sure if it's like a sliding scale on everybody, everybody will be shorter or if it's just those top guys who will be much shorter. So right. we're still waiting to see that. That won't be in effect here at this tournament, but it will be interesting to see what a tournament is like, where they're setting it up to be tough, where the greens are lighting fast, and right. they don't really have the distance that they normally do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... So that's that's good to know for for the coming ma- uh, majors the rest of the summer. Um, as far as going back to the weather, is it currently raining there during the practice rounds? I don't think so. Uh, it looked okay on the range yesterday. I'm I'm not sure about today. Um, I'll get a quick Google up and see if it's actually raining yet. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is yet, which could be a good sign. Mm -hmm. Well, it is a good sign. It just depends how much rain it's going to get in the next few days. And, and the thing we talked about with Augusta is that on TV, it looks pretty flat and it, but it's just not like it is, Mm -hmm. it is a a giant mountain. Like there's cliffs and there's valleys everywhere. And a lot of those like low areas are where your balls will land. So if those get tons, if if the course gets a lot of water, all the water is going to end up in those areas. Right, which, should, which is going to be an interesting challenge. And do you think like it's to the point where players could be getting relief in the fairways? Is it going to be one of those types of weekends? You know, I, I would say no, because they will do a good job of making it so there's not standing water. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have it's like all the best. Yeah, I'm just all superintendents yeah. are volunteering there, and also people are walking all over it. They're drying it out and they're moving the water around. It will be a little soppier. And if, I mean, for them, it's not as big a deal, but for people like us, if you don't hit the ball solidly in very, very damp conditions, that's a big issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Off the top of your head, anyone that you know of that plays well in the rain? Oh, I, I mean, my instinct is the European guys. I don't have the, the numbers, but I, w- I would say the, the Irish guys and the English boys probably have more experience with it. But, you know, I, I think they all do it fairly often enough. Right. I, I, but I, I do, I like the guys who can sort of work their ball around, who, who can, who have a bunch of different shots in their arsenal. Uh, not the guys who can sort of just hit one shot. Like, for example, DJ sort of just hits a high cut, yep. which is really, really good when there's not a lot of wind or, or weather. Mm-hmm. But if you get a huge right-to-left wind and you need to cut the ball, something that's going to be really tough to do. 
Right. So okay. Uh, so without without mentioning names, it sounds like those are some some guys that we'll we'll come back to when we're making our picks. Um, mm-hmm. the, those that can um, have have a wider range of of shots in their in their back pocket or in their in their golf bag. Um, good. So that that I actually think is a pretty good segue back into ball striking. So you you had brought up uh, how that'll be important this year. Um, could you could you touch on some more detail as to maybe what it means more specifically and why it's so specifically impactful at Augusta? Yes. So ball striking measures two specific things. It measures your strokes gained off the tee, your total driving. And so that is a metric that is accounting for both distance and accuracy as well as course dependent. So, for example, are you better off being 360 and in the rough or better off being 300 in the fairway? And these are complicated calculations that vary from tournament to tournament, course to course, round to round. Depends where the pin is, all that sort of stuff. So that that Mm -hmm. will be the strokes gained off the tee. The other part of that equation is the strokes gained approach to green. So everyone thinks, you know, Short game wins golf. Short game wins golf tournaments. It wins majors. What wins at Augusta is eliminating the need for your short game. So you do not want to have like wedges in your hand around the green because things get really, really testy and tricky. So your ability to keep the ball on the right shelf and put a putt in your hand is the number one thing that you can work on. I mean, pretty much if you look through history uh, of Masters winners, their form coming up to the Masters, almost everyone is top 10 in both total driving and approach to green. It's not there okay. around the green. It's not necessarily their putting, even though obviously that's important. But that's what ball striking it is. It is, you know, on a surface, it's making solid contact with your golf clubs. But what that does is it puts you in positions to hit other shots. So th- this, and, and, um, would you say, how am I trying to word this? Um, is ball striking a better measurement, more, more indicative of success on a longer course or like more tactical, shorter type of course? Like what, it, what does it correlate better to? It, I'm, I'm not sure it's, it's really either of those it's it's dependent on what they are for example augusta isn't an overly long golf course right i mean it's mm-hmm. getting longer but the trouble with augusta is that the greens are ridiculously undulating they have all sorts of level changes and they're fast really really fast so if you get on the wrong level especially if you're above the pin i mean you're almost automatically in three butt territory so mm-hmm. it's you know, it, it's another measure of, so for example, uh, at Beth Page Black, if you drive it long and wrong, you're going to end up in some disgusting rough and it's going to be really, really hard to get the ball anywhere near the hole. Mm-hmm. At Augusta, there's no rough. There's the fairway and the first cut, and it's basically like the fringe or any other golf course where it just tees it up and it's really easy. So it's like, so distance is really, really helpful at Augusta, but it's, Going back to your question, though, it's it's sort of a tricky puzzle to try and figure out which 
um, which golf courses it's specific, uh, good ball striking is specifically good for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of these big major golf, major championship golf courses, it, it happens to me. It's, and I think that's right. That's probably, I, mean, I, I think they're designed that way. Right. TPC yeah. Sawgrass is another one like that. It's just, that's why those golf courses are built and why they're maintained that way. Right. Um, this one, I think more so than any golf course on the planet. Right. Because length isn't going to intimidate these guys at this point, you know, maybe rolling back the golf balls that you brought up earlier, maybe that makes a difference, but, um, length is not going to be something is not going to be the reason why the winner of the tournament is two under, you know, it's, it's going to be how tricky it is to make par and, you know, the, the, the toughest way, you know, the, the most, uh, most difficult way to make par is when you have a tough, tough angle to a green and, and tough. Um, and it's not easy to keep the ball on a shelf and all of a sudden you're three putting every single hole. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it reminds me of, uh, like, uh, Shinnecock Hills mm-hmm. a couple of years back like that. The, these guys just like couldn't make putts and their second shots couldn't stay on the green. And the winner of that tournament, I think was one under. I think Kepka wanted that, like maybe three under something like that, um, which is where I think, you know, maybe they don't need the winner at the Masters to be three under, but they don't want them to be double digit under, you know? Absolutely. And and mm-hmm. that's a, actually a good way to track it. Uh, you looked at when Jordan Spieth won it back in, uh, when did he win it? 2015. 15. He won yeah. it at 18 under. And uh-huh. then the next year they just made it brutal. And I, I, just, I think the winner was at five under. Last yeah. year, Scotty won it maybe at the eight or nine. Yeah, something like that. It, it may have even been a little bit more than that. Um, yeah. Well, he, he pulled away late. It, it it wasn't always shaping up to be that much. Uh, you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. dominating it that entire time. His Saturday and Sunday were just ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a Sunday. He finished at ten under. It was a Sunday yep. that people could get after because Rory, I think, shot eight under that day. Mm-hmm. So this year it seems like a uh, a year they may try and get that score pretty close to maybe two or three under. Yeah, wow, and that's probably something we can we can maybe bet on um, mm-hmm. that might have some uh, value just considering what the winning <laughs> score has been like the, the past few years. Um, I mean, even in in twenty sixteen, I feel like Spieth was on his way to eighteen under, you know, through through Thursday and Friday and most of Saturday and then the wheels came off on Sunday. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more about him. Um, good. Any, any other like new facts about the masters this year? Any, anything uh, fun and quirky that they, uh, you know, that, that you want to bring up well, before we get into the real stuff? Sure. I mean, uh, uh, change, the big change to the golf course is the 13th hole. Okay. We can talk about that now. We can talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Yep. Um, they added either 35 or 45 yards to the tee shot. Uh, I don't know if people have got a chance to see the new pictures of it, but um, it is a big, narrow shoot. And the way the 13th hole is set up is it's a big dog leg left around uh, these big, tall trees. There's a little stream on the left side. And the big hitters who are comfortable with driver, the old, they used to try and take it, it over the corner, yeah, mm-hmm. draw it, a big power hook. Like guys like Rory could do that. Um, Phil used to be able to play the fade. Mm-hmm. Now, 
there aren't going to be many, if any, guys who can cut that corner. They're going to have to play it a little bit further right. A lot of guys used to hit three-wood because they couldn't draw the ball. If you can't draw the ball, mm-hmm. you're going to end up in those trees, which is right. anyone who's seen that ridiculous shot by Phil Mickelson a, a number of years ago. That's usually where you end up if you do not dr- hook the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, now these guys are going to be way further back because they're not the – drivers still going to go through there. Three-wood is going to end up short, and you're still going to have like a little bit of that of corner to deal with. Yeah. yeah. And in the in the past, even if you hit a three wood to a good spot, you'd have five iron. And the guys who would hit driver around it, Roy would hit like a nine iron in. Now people are gonna have three irons, three woods, hybrids with water short. So right. there is gonna be a lot more people laying up this year, which is my opinion, a little bit of a shame. Uh, I know there are a lot of people you who like liked, the Eagle, the Eagle I, I, chances. Yeah. I know there are a lot of people who really liked watching uh, professional golfers struggle. I do to some extent, but I also like seeing them do things that I just could never imagine doing myself. Mm-hmm. Like a driver eight iron at Augusta on a Sunday is like, I, that would be awesome to see. That's yeah. sort of gone. Um, so that's, that's were, the were big guys major really change. going driver eight iron to the green on a par five. Yeah. The big guys, yeah. I mean, yeah. Rory, because he I, I can actually that, that draw. sounds like that's that's a little too much. That I I, I understand the change. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> the way the hole is built. Is there's no like, there's no happy medium. Like, I, I, right. it's going to be a really really hard hole with a driver. DJ's already come out and said, "Yeah, I'm going to lay up every time." I, I just, so if you were to go for it in two, go for the green in two. You'd be mm-hmm. hitting driver, but not cutting the corner. You're just giving yourself an, an angle at it, a shot at it, a view at it, at the green, and you're hitting pretty much everything you got from the fairway to get it there. That's what I think. I mean, maybe not everything you got, depending who you are, but mm-hmm. um, that's what I think. I mean, yeah. we still need to see how it plays. It's, right. you know, it's, it's a little, Augusta, it, it plays with your sight lines, it plays with the your depth perception and I obviously haven't been there first person so it's hard to tell mm-hmm. but that's how it seems to me it seems like if people are going to go for it they're going to need to hit perfect drives and then hit a really good long iron and yeah okay that's pretty cool yeah that was uh, that, that 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 driver 8 iron combo sounds like that's a little, a little uh, silly for these guys um, so 13 that's after the par 3 right Amen. Corner. Thirteen is after. Yep. Thirteen is yep. right after uh, the that tricky par three twelve. That right. that's where Jordan had his meltdown. Right. Right. Um, and is that the only hole that extended? There may be others. That's that's by far the, that's big, the big one. one. It, it's, yeah. it's not. Nothing else is. No new tee boxes or anything. Maybe expanded a little bit, but no, nothing too serious. That's that's yep. really the the big change, and it's a hole that. I mean, people have destroyed for years. They obviously, they played very, very well for good reason. It's not long. So it is something that I think they needed to do. Um, just this is a, a, it's funny how it works a year where it's going to be a hole that plays extra long with the weather. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be really tough through the weather. Um, and is the weather, going back to this just one more time, is it through the weekend as far as you can tell? Or is it just yeah. early on? Because I know we're getting weather early on. I just took a look. Uh, it looks like Thursday actually may be okay now, but Friday, okay. Saturday, Sunday is supposed to rain. So, 
so they're probably getting what will be up here on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. That makes sure. sense. Um, hopefully Sunday's nice. You know, I, I would, I, I, I'm okay with weather at the Masters. I want Sunday, as sun is, you know, Sunday at the Masters should be as clear as it could possibly be. Yeah. It should be a beautiful Georgia day. Those azaleas yeah. just blooming. That's, blooming. that's what we need to see. Birds chirping. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So let's, let's get into some of these individual guys. What we did last year, which I feel like was a mistake is we started with talking about who's hot and when we talked about who's hot and then eventually made our picks, it was just a second who's hot segment. So mm-hmm. we're, we're going we're gonna to start with who's struggling right now. Um, who, who are you avoiding for, for any reason? Doesn't need to be a certain amount of guys. Just who is a big name that you think is in in really poor position to win this thing. And actually, even before we get into that, you want to do five minutes on live? We can do five minutes on live if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do five sure. minutes on live and then straight into who's struggling right now. So, um, talk to me about live. What's going on with that? Uh, you know, what participation in this tournament? I, I don't think is available to these guys. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, I don't expect to see any of the live guys this weekend. Am I right about that? Uh, no. So, so okay, the qualifi- cool. qualification for the masters is still the same as it's always been. Um, if you meet those qualification, uh, lists, you're in. So if you've ever won the masters, you're in, if you won okay. any of the other majors in the last 10 years, you're in, if you're in the top, if it's 50 or a hundred of the world golf ranking now you're in, um, a bunch of people have obviously phased out because they don't, they haven't won majors and they, Live doesn't get world golf ranking points, mm-hmm. but you'll see Sergio, you'll see Brooks, you'll see Cam Smith. All those guys, Phil will be there. Um, all those guys will be there. Uh, the bigger question for me is what, what's so good about the PGA Tour, and I think one of the reasons why the Live guys actually don't like it is because of how much golf they play. They're playing so regularly. Mm-hmm. The schedule is built in a way that sort of builds them up for these majors. So the PGA tour guys have been playing very regularly playing week in week out. They can sort of plan, choose the golf course they want to play that can get them in the right shape to play Augusta masters week. The live guys don't really have that. They don't have very many tournaments. I think it's maybe 14 a year. Mm -hmm. I might be wrong there, but it's not a lot. They did have one just last week. Um, so that's good, but it's really hard to stay ready and prepped year round if you're not playing competitive golf all that often. And if you're not you don't playing think they're, they're, you games, don't think they're playing nonstop, even if it's just practice? It's different. It's, a, it's I, different. I, it, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean I think they are, some of them, and I think some of them are not. Right. You know, I, I, I would assume a lot of the reason some of these guys went to live is because they don't really want to play golf that much. And if that's the case, then they're probably not practicing golf that much either. Right. I mean I probably wouldn't if I got a $100 million contract and I was Brooks Koepka married to a supermodel. Right. So I don't know. But maybe he is, although he's one of the guys who seems to be playing better, in pretty right? good form right now. So yeah. uh, and you can never count him out in a major. But most of these other guys, you know, I like to see consistency in the weeks, maybe a month or two before Augusta leading up into the Masters. And it's just it's hard to see from them. Yeah. And going back to the world golf rankings, so you don't accumulate points 
from Liv. Mm-hmm. So does that mean once, you know, if, if Kepka were, you know, use uh, using hypothetical numbers, let's just say he was 40th in the world, hypothetically, and then he moved over to Liv. As soon as 10 guys in the PGA accumulated enough points to pass him and he stayed in Liv forever, that means he would just be out of the top of the, the, the Top fifty forever, no matter what he did in live. Uh, yes, the only okay. the only events that he basically can play now that are uh, world golf ranking events are the majors. <clears throat> okay, um, he can't. Uh, for for example, the, the uh, DP World Tour just won a lawsuit saying that um, they do not have to honor. The people who went to live, they don't have to allow them to play, so they're not going to be able to play in any of these events, and they're never going to be able to get any world golf rankings, which is, it's sort of like a double-edged sword for these live guys, because how world golf ranking points are assigned to events is based on strength of schedule. But the longer okay. these guys are out of competition in these ranking events, mm-hmm. the strength of schedule gets worse and worse and worse and worse. So right now, no one on any of those in any of those tournaments is ranked anywhere. Right. Like, I don't even know. Like if I search Dustin Johnson is ranked 69th in the world right now. Hmm. Brooks Kepka's not in the top 100 in the world. How like, come Kepka's invited to this then? Uh, his U S open wins. Oh, oh it's any major wins. win in the past 10 years. There's a little bit of varying difference based on the major and the players and things like that. I think right. it's 10 years for all the mass. Any former Masters winner gets in as long as he wants to play. Right, right. I knew that. I didn't realize major any any major winner goes back that long. Um, uh, that's a pretty good deal. So, mm-hmm. like, some randos in there, right? Like, uh, well, Danny Willett will, of course, be around forever. But um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really great to win one major. Yeah. And it's really great to win one Masters. Who's, like, the most random recent Masters winner? Uh, a major major winner. Uh, who won? Uh, was it Webb I mean, Simpson? That's probably like 2012. US yeah, Webb Open. Simpson won at U.S. Open a long time ago. I mean, Martin yeah. Keimer won two. He won uh, a Masters, US, didn't he? I don't think he won US a Masters. Open. I think mean, he won a U.S. Open and a, and a PGA Championship. Right. Um, I mean, uh, Jimmy Walker won a U.S. Open. He was probably still qualified for this somehow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. But it, like it really does take a lot to be a random masters win- uh, a random major winner like that just it hardly happens maybe you know the PGA championship would be like the only one that I feel like adds in some some real variance like when Keegan Bradley and Jason Duffner were going head to head in that like final hole uh, a couple you know that's probably close to 10 years ago now also but that felt like a super random final pairing <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah that doesn't happen too much anymore the the, right. the the quality of talent is just too good. Too good. Awesome. So that that uh, was helpful background. Appreciate that. So let's get into who is struggling. Um, who who do you not like for whatever reason? Maybe playing poorly or Masters is not a good fit. I'll let you have the floor. Go go ahead. Um, you know it's funny because there are a lot of really good golfers who are playing well right now. Uh, I'm just going to look at some of the top guys and ones who I, I feel are not at their A-plus game. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which, uh, Patrick Cantley, 
uh, you know, I'm a huge Patrick Cantley fan and, and he actually has been coming into a little bit better form, but he seems to be a little spotty suspect. He, he doesn't have it week in week out. Like I felt like he had, um, a year or two ago. Um, he gets a little loose and that does not bode well for success at Augusta national. So he's one guy who, uh, I may stay away from this week who, uh, who last year I, I was, I was pretty high on, I'm high at him at a lot of majors. I think he will win one pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think that this is the one for him. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's, and, and sorry, what, what like major, or uh, I shouldn't use the word major, what like, uh, you know, important tournaments from January to April 4th, are you looking at for this type of stuff? Like which, which ones, is it just any that they participate in or you're, you're looking, uh, you know, at some of the, you know, waste management and, Valero yeah. Open, you know, th- those those bigger events that have already happened this year? Yeah, it, it's, for the most part, the bigger events because those are the ones I end up watching. But the right. players, waste management, the Genesis, yep. um, where, you know, Canley's actually played pretty well in some of those events. He just has been a little inconsistent, I think, for him. Um, so I don't think this is, is exactly where he's going to, shine through and, and play his best this week. Uh, I guess it's not a place where you can be working on your game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh, I think um, this is going to wow. be one. Real quick, before we go on, one, two, three, four, fives. I didn't realize Cantley is sixth in odds. Jeez. <clears throat> He's 20 to one to win it. So that, that sounds like a good avoid. Yeah. Um, Next one that I may get a little bit of hate for is John Rahm. Okay. Uh, I think when he's at his best, he, him, at their best, I think him, DJ, and Rory are the three best golfers in the world. Uh, not including Tiger, but that's mm-hmm. if he's if he's healthy. Different story. Uh, yep. Rahm has been the best golfer in the world this year. Uh, he has. I mean, you can make an argument for Scotty. But Rom early this season was just unbelievably good, so consistent and winning left and right. I think he already has three or four wins this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it started at the Arnold Palmer. He just didn't have it. I think he finished like 40th or something. And then uh, next with the players, he withdrew after the first round, which is unfortunate. He was, he was sick. And then at the right. match play, he just not, he looked didn't, didn't look very good. Didn't look like mm-hmm. himself. Um, you know, those being your last three tournaments coming into the mate into the masters, not what I'm looking forward to see yep. coming into Augusta. I, I, I noticed that as well. We're, we're aligned on that one. Mm-hmm. And he is third in odds at plus eight fifty. Mm-hmm. And, Who you know, you justi- justifiably so because yep. he, you know, when he's playing well, he's almost unbeatable. Uh, he really is. He's such a good golfer. Um, is he number one in the world right now? Scheffler is. Scheffler is he too? Rory is too. After, uh, yeah, Rory had a really good tournament in, um, in Austin at the match play. Right. Didn't win it, but he played really well. Um, that, uh, yeah, that, that bumped, uh, so I guess I I would imagine Rahm is three, but that, those three go in order for winning this tournament. It goes Scheffler, Rory, Rahm in that order. Yep, exactly. That's that's how, how it should be. Give me a third that you got. Uh, Xander Shoffley is a third, you know, I'm trying to stay with these, uh, bigger names that people know. 
be just, you know, a little bit uh, similar up and down season. He did play well in Austin, which I really like to see, but you know, didn't really have a great players. He was so, so, uh, it was eh, at, um, Bay Hill. Genesis wasn't great. Waste management. He was okay. He, you know, he's just been like, like I said with the other two inconsistent. Uh, I would have liked to see, um, more consistency and a win. He hasn't gotten a win this year that I know of. So yeah. I, I think, um, I don't think that he's going to win it. He can yeah. definitely play well. And I'm, I'm sure he will play well because he's a really, really good player, but I don't think he's going to win it. I want him to be so good. Uh, I just, <laughs> I like him. I like the vibes I get from him, but I, I've bet on him too many times and I feel like it's just not going to happen. He is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eleventh 11th in odds, just outside the top 10 plus 2,500 to win it. Okay. So that's, I mean, he's definitely higher than that in the world golf rankings. So there's. So it seems like DraftKings agrees with you. Yeah. That's yep. always good. And maybe uh, one more on the avoid list, unless you've got others. Give me one more. Uh, Victor Hovland would be another guy. He just doesn't seem like he's going to break through and win a major anytime soon. I'm not sure yeah. why. I, I agree with that too. But it just, he seems like this guy is going to struggle for, He'll probably get one like it took DJ until he was like 30 and may just be with him. I don't know what it is, um, but it, it, I don't think he's going to win the Masters. I don't think he's going to win a major in the next two or three years. He's at plus 4,000 right after a group of guys that I really like that I'm excited okay. to talk about. I won't, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll honestly start there unless you have others for who's struggling right now or who you're avoiding. No, I, I think those are... Um, those are the main ones. That's a good list because those are always hot names mm-hmm. that, that, you know, more, more casual golf fans like myself will look at. But I, I feel like I've learned my lesson already with uh, Shoffley and, and Hovland. I've been on them a bunch of times and they just, they never win. You know, a yeah. lot of, a lot of top tens, but um, they, they just don't win enough. So it's hard to win. Um, so that, the, you know, uh, Hovland comes after a group that I'm really excited about. And I actually want to hear, what what your th- what your thoughts are on this? I think the winner is coming from this patch of four. It's twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen in in the ranking of odds. First, we have Max Homa at plus twenty eight hundred. Don't love him as much, but of course he's he's playing out of his mind. Colin Morikawa plus twenty eight hundred. Another guy that I feel like I bet on so much that uh, hasn't really had it together since he won his first major a couple years back. Uh, Cam Young. Your boy plus thirty five hundred mm-hmm. and Cam Smith, Cam Smith, um, last year's Players Champion, and um, I know he's is he recovering from something right now? He, uh, I feel like his name is emerging back onto the field a little bit um, after a, a, maybe a slow finish to last year's season. Uh, well, he won the Open Championship, but it's a live golf the, thing. You just don't you don't hear about it. He's live. Yeah, <sighs> scumbag. That's why I don't hear about him. I knew there was something going on with him. Um, all right. So talk to me about those four um, because I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not alone in thinking that those are like the names that we're us casuals are looking at. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give some props to you uh, before Colin won it. Colin Morikawa won his first major. You said to me on your couch, I remember very well uh, in Chapa, like, this is my guy. He is going to be a multiple major winner. And I'm like, very loyal to him. Within like two years, he was a multiple major winner. So props yes. to you. Yeah, the guy 
the guy's better with his six iron than almost every other golfer in the world is with their pitching wedge. He, mm-hmm. He's such a good player. He had a really, really good players. I'm not sure if he ended up finishing, um, you know, where he was trending. I think after round one and two, he was either in the lead or a shot back or something like that. Um, but he, his game seems to be coming together. He has, um, he has the good demeanor. You know, last year we talked about respecting the, uh, the course and respecting the best in the game of golf. He really has that. He seems like a really, really good genuine guy, which seems like a ridiculous reason to bet on someone. But I think it, does track a lot with Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, for him, my issue would just be his distance. He doesn't have, he doesn't really have the length of most other guys. But what he makes up for in the lack of length, he hits the ball straighter than anyone, yeah. and he hits his irons better than anyone. He is a ball striker's ball striker. Everything is center of the face, the right distance, and you, like you'll see other guys and they hit bad shots. They're like all over the place. His bad shot where he gets mad at himself, he's like fifteen feet from the pin. Mm-hmm. The guy's a really, really good player. Yeah. Cam Young. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Cam Young is one of my top three favorite players in the world. I, I love Cam Young. He's from right around us. Yep. Uh, grew up on Sleepy Hollow Golf Course. Uh, his fa- his dad actually used to be the head pro at the National. Um, he hits the shit out of the ball. Mm-hmm. just absolutely mashes it. Uh, I think that would be a good weapon. He, so unlike Victor Hovland, this feels like a guy who's going to win a major any day any now. Day now. Uh, yeah. like I, and and it's not going to be one and done. He's going to win several pretty soon after one after another. He's just, he's got everything. He hits it long. He hits it straight. He's got the, the short game to match. He's got the putter. He is someone I like very, very much. Also a really, really cool comp head, good demeanor. Um, he's only 25. Yeah. He's young. He's have a huge career. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And Cam Smith, uh, aside from the live stuff, um, yeah, he, he was really coming into form last year. Um, mm-hmm. I, Clearly did not know that he was in live, but I, I kind of going into this, I, I feel like my approach is I'm not touching any of these live guys in this tournament. Um, I can't help but feel like I, I might touch Cam Smith in some yeah. way or another. He's the one I, w- I would think about. Uh, he was my pick to win it last year. Right. Uh, two, year- two years ago, he became the first player ever to shoot four rounds in the 60s in the same Masters. Right. Um, and he didn't win. Last year, he was right in it until the back nine on Sunday. Right. Uh, This guy is a really, really good player. Does everything well. Not overly long, but hits it decently long and straight. His short game is out of this world. Um, Right. So that's why on a normal Augusta, I think he would do very, very well. This week, it's sort of hard to tell. Um, I'm not sure where his iron game is. I haven't really watched him recently, so it's hard to tell. But... Um, of the live guys, I think he's the one who, whose game suits Augusta the best. I right. think he, he seems comfortable there. And there is a level of comfort that these guys have at Augusta. Uh, yep. I don't know what it is, but there are guys who just seem to play well there every single year. Yep. Yep. Well, good. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to touch on those four specifically because, um, I, you know, I 
could just tell they're, they're the hot names right now. You know, no one wants to bet on Scheffler to win this. Um, and, and, you know, those, those four guys seem to be, um, exciting names that are also, you know, a combination of exciting and, and kind of reliable when it comes to major events. And, uh, you know, my dad and my, my cousins and uncles were in a group chat. We're going to all get a bet on one guy together. We're all putting our names in that we like. And these were like the four guys that were coming up. And, uh, it just, you know, I'm starting to get the sense that maybe they're riding a little too high, but I wanted to hear what, uh, where, what your thoughts on them were. And, you know, you seem cautiously optimistic about it, but, um, I think we'll, we'll jump into now, you know, what, what, who you really feel like are the, the names, like who, who's, who's, and it can be one of those four guys, four guys, but, um, who's in best form, who's suited best for this tournament. Um, you know, who, who are you just liking this weekend on the flip side of the who's struggling? Yeah. So, I'll have two obvious ones, one that's not obvious but should be, and then another one we just talked about. So the one we just talked okay. about is Cam Young. Um, this guy is going to win a major soon, very soon. It may be this week. I, I don't know. He seems like he should have a green jacket by the time he's done in his career. I would mm-hmm. love it to be this week. Nice. Um, Scotty Scheffler. I, I mean, this guy is just ridiculously good. He... <laughs> Every time I think he's about to fall apart, he just goes and wins the players. It's like, I, yeah, he, he's amazing. And he can win at Augusta. We know that he's comfortable here. Um, he is someone I would be surprised if he does not have a good tournament. Right. I would be shocked if he finishes anywhere outside of the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what the odds are on that. I'm not looking at it right now. My guess is he's probably minus odds for a top 10 or right. close. Uh-huh. Um, he's definitely he's minus, he's minus 150 for top 10. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, he's just going to play well. Yeah. I, I, he just always plays well. Um, he's on good form. He won the players. He won yeah. earlier this year. I can't remember where, but he will definitely, he will definitely not be forgotten about this week as he shouldn't. Uh, I right. mean, Winning back-to-back Masters is really tough. I don't know the last person to do it. I mean, my guess would be Tiger. Did he do I it? I, I don't even know if he did. Maybe uh, 06 and 07, something like that? 01, 02, he did it. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a quick check and see. If, I, I mean, I, I can't think of anyone else who would have done it back-to-back. No. No. No one recently. Yep. And yep. Then, the per- then the guy, next person before that was Faldo in 89, 90. And then before that was Jack in 66. Yeah. So, so really three three times ever, yeah. basically. Yeah. And three of the best players ever. So it doesn't happen right. a lot. Uh, it would be a pretty impressive feat. Mm-hmm. He might be the guy to do it. Um, Rory McIlroy, that's, uh, that's just my guy. So Scheffler and Rory are two obvious guys. Yeah, I think that he's... Um, I think if every player has their A game for four days, he wins by four shots. Yeah. I think he's the best player in the world. I think he's... Why doesn't he have his A game seemingly kind of often for a guy of his caliber? You know, I I don't know. I really don't know. Um, It seems like one little thing goes wrong and he's sort of trying to fix it out there. The issue with Rory right now is he's... I think he has to spend so much of his time being an, a PGA ambassador 
Mm-hmm. That is just like exhausting and beating him down. You know, he's a relatively new father. He has to spend half of his time talking about live golf. Uh, he's probably fed up with it. Yeah, he's probably, that's exhausting. Yeah. I, I mean, I would just like, I would tell everyone to shut up. I would stop taking interviews. I'm sure it's, I'm sure he's not enjoying it anymore. Um, so I, I don't know exactly why he doesn't seem to have it every week. Um, but he goes through these runs where he does. 2019, mm-hmm. he had one. Last year, he had one. Um, Augusta fits him well, especially this week, because he can hit the ball a long way. Yep. Um, I think, and he needs this for the career grand, grand slam. Yeah. Uh, I think it means just a little bit more to him than it does to a lot of these people, because there are, I think there are only five or six who've ever done that. Not mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, I mean, that would rewind, you know, if you told me seven years back that he hadn't gotten it yet, I, I wouldn't have believed it. You know, mm-hmm. It's almost amazing it's taken this long. Yeah, it's correct. Well, his last major was in 2014. Yeah. It's almost 10 years ago. 10 years, nine ago. years ago. Yeah. Now, which is like, yeah. if, you, if you had told me at tw- after 2014 he wouldn't have another one in 2023, I wouldn't like to say. And, like, you're, you're and an still be in the top two. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, it's and not have even like he's fallen off. Right. No. Yeah. He's been number one in the world like 10 times yeah. since that last major. And he's just, he's, he's one of players since then. It's strange. Yeah. Uh, he pr- probably should have won at St. Andrews last year. But, you know, sometimes it's, just, it's hard it's to hard. win golf tournaments. Yep, really is. And then, Good. I'm, I'm excited to hear about this fourth. My fourth, um, that is not obvious, but should be, and everyone who pays attention to golf uh, should be thinking this guy can win and will win is Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed, not, not terribly, not obvious. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> I'm with you though. He's he's getting slept on for sure. Of all of like these big name guys, uh, for some reason, no one seems to think Jordan Speed can win a golf tournament anymore. Um, and there are a few reasons why I think they're wrong. One, he plays Augusta better than just about anyone alive. Um, two, you know, I've been touting some advanced analytics. Um, one advanced analytical stat that I have is, so Jordan's last two wins came at the Valero Texas Open in 2021 and the RBC Heritage in 2022. So Mm -hmm. the Texas Valero Open in 2021 was April 4th. That was that Sunday, April Mm -hmm. 17th, 22 was the RBC Heritage. Both of those days were Easter Sunday. Hmm. Hmm. Master Sunday is Easter Sunday this year. Hmm. The PGA's golden child, Mr. Texas Christian, is going to win the Masters that's, this Easter Sunday. That's years great analytics. Mm-hmm. Great analytics. Yes. That is my fun fact, super analytics of the uh, of the year. I've been waiting to talk about this for a while. He, I don't know, he's blessed. Just plays well on Easter. Uh, yeah, I I didn't want to bet him this weekend. You have to. You have to. I bet on. So let me let me take a look. I have Jordan to win the Masters. I bet on him. Um, let's take a look at the date of which I bet on him because it was a long time ago. Uh, Jordan Spieth to win the Masters. I bet on April. 17th, 2022. 
Oh, as soon as you knew the Easter trend was going on. So last the, year on Easter. Yeah. The day he won that tournament, I said, this guy is going to win Augusta next year. That's uh, awesome. At plus 2,000 odds. I don't know what he's at now. Um, where is he? He's plus 1,800. He's fourth in odds right now. Okay. He's fourth in odds? Yep. Oh, my God. People are People, are people know. People they know. know it. Yeah, maybe maybe everyone's too late. You should have gotten last April. Yep. Um, he, yeah, I love Jordan Spieth. He is one of the more entertaining golfers to watch. Um, we go back to about guys who um, have all different types of shots. He has them. I don't think he does it intentionally, but he just right. like he ends up in these weird spots and has to hit these ridiculous shots, and it's the funniest thing ever. And he's talking to himself and the ball and his caddy, and it's like, yeah, he's out of his mind. It's entertainment. It's great. Yeah. What what um, tournament was that when he was like standing at the bottom of that hill on the back side of it? He ended up winning that tournament. It was a major. It was the, like, open, a, the open in twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah. That took like <laughs> they were pitch clock would have been really nice for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hit his drive like not even joking, seventy yards right. He yeah. was behind like a grandstand. And then just like it was the it was the most it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever it's seen. The most the dead place. air you'll ever see on live TV. Yeah, <laughs> All you heard was like the very faint bickering between him and his caddy for like thirty yeah. straight minutes. Jordan, it's Jordan Spieth in a nutshell. He's like, yeah. he's so entertaining. Um, That's so awesome. he's he's my guy this week. That's my pick. I think he is going to win the Masters. Um, Love it. Yeah, that's that's been my guy for a long time now. I'd love to see him win it. Uh, the, the two guys who I would most like to see it are him or Rory. I think Rory for the career Grand Slam would it be really like great. It sounds like you would like to see Cam Young as well, but maybe he yes. you're, you have more confidence that he'll do it maybe later on in his career, whereas kind of feels like Spieth and Rory, it needs to happen. You know, Spieth needs redemption from 2016, despite winning in 2015. He needs to win yeah. another. And Rory, obviously, for the Grand Slam aspect of it. Um it kind of and this like would need- be like, there would never be a better time for the PGA for Rory McIlroy to win this golf tournament. This right, week. right. Went, yeah. like, this That'd is like cementing. Yep. This is our guy winning the career Grand Slam. This is exactly what we needed. Yep, yep. Awesome. So let's let's dig a little deeper here. Scrolling down the list, we'll go for about five, maybe ten minutes or so. Scrolling down the list, any any you know smaller names that you love the idea of a top 10, top 20 finish for these guys uh, that, you know, maybe, maybe you wouldn't typically expect. Um, you know, there's still so many good, you know, big, big, as you scroll down so far, I mean, yeah, the, the field is so deep. There's so you know, many like, good players. Sam Burns has had a really yep. good year. He's Jordan a really Burns. good player. Yep. Um, I think he's going to um, play well. I think he just won in Austin. I think he, he won the match play. Mm-hmm. Um. Who else? Yeah, he did. Who else? He, he won the match play. Um. No, I just don't have a ton of faith in these live guys. Uh, I one guy I just scrolled past. Brian Harbin seems to be like a top ten or top twenty five at Augusta every year. Okay. I don't know if we can even bet that, but uh, I'm maybe sure worth can. maybe worth a little bit of a sprinkle. Let me see uh, where he is. He's eleven hundred. Top ten. What is he top twenty? Uh, oh, I didn't even see there was a top twenty. Uh, yeah, Xbox. Yep, I see it now. Um, 
plus 360. That's definitely worth a sprinkle. Okay. I like it. Brian Harmon plus 360 to finish top 20. Yep. I'm actually going to throw that in right now. 25 bucks. All right. Free money. <laughs> um, who else do we like? Uh, Bernard Langer, who is one of those guys who. Bernhard? Yes. Who qualified by winning it one time like 35 years ago and still like somehow finishes top 20 every year. So we're going to put some money on that. Okay. I don't actually know if he does or not, but it he's feels like he's always there. Yeah. I mean, I got to know his name somehow and I do know his name. So that's probably how. Yeah. So he won the masters in 85 and 93. Oh, birth year. Nice. Nice. Um, let's see how he's done in majors recently. Uh, he was tied for 38th in the masters last year. Uh, was cut the year before that 24th the year before that cut before that. Oh no, wait, no, sorry. I missed several years. Okay. So he's been cut the last two years. So maybe that's not a fantastic bet, (laughs) but you never know. I test disagrees. It sounds like an eye test. Um, yes, very much so. Any, any big names to miss the cut perhaps maybe, you know, uh, Cantley at plus 500. Yeah. I actually like that. I think uh-huh. Cantley might miss the cut. Uh, where? How do I get to missing the cut? You scroll to make slash miss cut. You might not have it in Connecticut. Uh, oh, no, there it is. Nice. I missed it before. Um, Jesus. I mean, I mean, maybe some it, of these live got, you know, DJ at plus 400 to miss the cut. It, it might be worth sprinkling just like on Rory Scheffler and Rom to miss the cut because the odds are ridiculous. Right. Like plus yeah, 710. Plus you might, you might as well just yeah. throw like 10 bucks on it. Yeah, it's 10. so random, right? Does a DQ yeah. or a withdrawal count as missing the cut? I don't know, but uh, well, DQ definitely misses the cut. I don't know about withdrawal. Right. But right, like right. if one of these guys has an off week. Yeah, and that could happen to anyone. Yeah. What about uh, uh, some of these Asian guys, by the way? I meant to ask you about these guys. Uh, Sanjay Im has, is, I think, the top in odds right now of that, uh, of that group. He's plus 4,500. Matsuyama, former winner, plus 4,500 as well. Um, those are outright winning odds. Uh, Min Woo Lee, plus 6,500. Um, Siwoo Kim plus 9,000. Any, any of these names stick out to you as, you know, I feel like typically their style of play would, would mesh pretty nicely with Augusta. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Matsuyama has been playing very well, so I would maybe mm-hmm. stay away from him. Min Woo Lee, I love. Yep. Uh, he's a great player. Siwoo Kim, I love. Tom Kim. Um, I mean, Tom Kim is like, I, I don't even know what the odds are on him making the cut, but it's probably very good. Do you think he might go by Juhyung Kim, or is that a different Kim? It's a really good question. I don't know. Maybe he didn't even qualify. There's so a Juhyung Kim in it. Um, yes, Juhyung Kim. Okay, there he is. He is plus 8,000 to win it. Okay. I mean, yep. I'm obviously going to throw money on Tiger to win. And I, I think, that, I think everyone should. Yeah. Because, you know, how happy would you be if you won that bet and if Tiger won? Right. 
What are his odds? I mean, his odds are ridiculous. Eight thousand, also. It's those. It's ridiculous, given that he has like no chance to win. Yeah, I mean, he's old and injured. Yes. Um. All right, and last last prop I'll ask you about here. Um. Or, or last guy I wanted to ask you about because it's a name that I really like, but he can't putt for shit. And that's Will Zalatoris. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I, I just the guy Would you looks lean more toward a, a miss the cut bet for him or a uh, winner bet, or, or, or I mean, like a, a top twenty, top twenty, or miss the cut. What's a better bet? You think? Uh, top twenty, probably. But like, he's there's no one, amount. He's plus one thirty, top, top twenty, and he is missed the cut. He is. There's just no it? chance he wins. Like, right? Like, if he needs to make a four footer to win the Masters, I think there's a better chance he four putts than he makes the putt. Right. What what's what's a better bet? Plus two seventy for Zalatoris to miss the cut, or plus one thirty for a top twenty finish? Uh, miss the cut. I miss the cut. Yeah, I mean, all it takes is you know one day where either his you know his long his long game isn't his A game, and then you know he doesn't have an A game for putting, and he's just he's toast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, good. Any any closing thoughts here? I'm just super excited. I'm really, really excited to see who's going to play well. It should be a fun tournament. It should be a good one. Hopefully the weather holds up so that there's no, um, no like delays and we got yeah, uh, to around doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, that's just the worst, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, me too. Um, it snuck up on me a bit this year, but I'm glad we got to put this together. Sounds like your your official call is Jordan Spieth at plus 1,800, fourth and odds to win this thing. You've had that ticket for over a year now, so no one can claim that you're just jumping on the bandwagon. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, I think my bet is going to be Rory to win it. It just feels like that storyline is, is so great. Um, it's too good. Mm-hmm. It's too good, but I'll have to bet on Spieth as well because you can't can't deny those analytics. Um, Cool. So we'll we'll put a bow on it. Avoid Cantley, Rom, Shoffley, and Hovland, and you'll you'll probably be in good shape. Uh, watch out for Cam Young. Westchester Absolutely. guy. Westchester guy. All right, man. Thanks for joining. Uh, please subscribe, rate, review this podcast. Give give Zig a uh, follow on Twitter. Zig, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, I think it's zas seven one six. There you go. And he's public, so mm-hmm. you can. And he's blue check marked. So uh, you're looking for a uh, verified, verified Twitter account. He's your guy. Uh, and, and don't forget to follow the eye test on Twitter. Thanks for listening. See ya. This is the eye test. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real. We never lying from the gridiron to diamond talking Mets, Jets, and Vets. It's the eye test. Yeah, we'll play a little Monday morning QB. Who we picking for tonight? You'll just have to wait and see. We got the covers over unders and the fumblers and runners. All you need is right here. The eye test is where the fist is. The eye test. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real. We never lying from the grid. I
flying to diamond talking nets, jets and bets. It's the eye test. This is the eye test. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real. We never lying from the gridiron to diamond talking nets, jets and bets. It's the eye test.